Every now and then, I'll choose a scripture to preach on because I think, after just a quick reading, that it says one thing. And then I'll go to study it and I'll realize upon further study that it says something very different than what I originally thought it was going to say. And that's the case with this morning scripture from 1 Peter. The part that originally caught my attention was verse 19. Uh, Through whom also he, Jesus, went and preached to the spirits in prison. And I thought to myself, well, this sounds a lot like what we came across in the Apostles' Creed when we looked at that phrase, Jesus descended into hell. In fact, this is one of the scriptures that gets used a lot when people talk about what that phrase means, that he descended into hell, and all that that means for us and for our world. So I thought to myself the first time I read through this scripture and I was picking out uh, texts for this series on First Peter, I thought, oh, this will be a great follow-up to what we learned in the creed about Jesus descending into hell. Well, I still believe that that is what Peter is alluding to in this, in this verse, that momentous event of Jesus descending into hell. However, <laughs> I also realized that this is not what Peter is focused on primarily in this morning's text, in this section. The main point for Peter is about suffering in this life. Specifically, Peter is trying to teach his readers that the resurrection of Jesus, the Christ, assures us that suffering for following him, for following Jesus, will be vindicated. That because Jesus has been raised and vindicated, for those of us who follow Jesus, even when we suffer for doing that, Someday we will be vindicated as well. The key verse in this section is that first one I read, verse 17, when Peter writes, It is better, if it is God's will that you suffer, it is better to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. So it's pretty well established among the researchers on uh, this, this letter that Peter was writing this letter to followers of Christ to Christians who were suffering. Specifically, it's believed that Nero was the emperor of Rome at this time, and that Christians were being targeted by Nero and the empire for their strange and subversive beliefs and practices. They were not willing to pledge full allegiance to the empire, emperor, Rather, they pledged allegiance, full allegiance to Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So Peter reminds them in one way uh, that they are not alone in suffering. That's when he goes on after it's better to suffer for doing good than not, than for doing uh, evil. For Christ died for sins once for all the righteous for the unrighteous, to bring you to God. He suffered 
as well, even to the point of death, because of what he preached and what he practiced. So in, a, in one sense, Peter is saying that it really isn't all that surprising that those to whom he was writing were suffering, since the one they were following also had suffered and was even killed. Peter also emphasizes that it's important that the suffering they are enduring is because they are following Christ. Again, he says, it's better if it's God's will that that's what is happening. It is better to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. Basically, he's saying if, you, if, if we're suffering because of something we did that was wrong or bad or stupid, that's on us. That's our fault. But, and, excuse me, it's not only our fault, but there's nothing particularly uh, good about it, redemptive. There's nothing much to be gained from it other than don't do that again. However, Peter knows that those to whom he's writing are being ill-treated and even killed because they have committed to following the ways of Jesus, even when they conflict with the ways of the empire. Through Peter's word, God reminds us similar that, similarly that when we experience grief or alienation or injustice or even ridicule because we are doing what God would have all people do, then all that is endured will be redemptive for us that there will be something good that comes out of it because we're doing the right thing. And we're doing the right thing we know because we're following Christ. The purpose then of Peter describing this scene of Jesus preaching to those in prison is to reveal that Jesus was vindicated for his preaching and practices, for his preaching love and forgiveness and healing and unity for his proclaiming that he could lead us to the realm of God. There are actually a couple of other ways that this, this little line about Jesus preaching to those uh, in prison are, is understood. There's the one that I was describing in terms of uh, like it was he descended into hell, like the, the creed says, there's another thought that somehow Jesus spoke through Noah by the Spirit, spoke through Noah to all those people around Noah who were doing evil, and he was saying to them that the ark of God is the only way for them to escape this prison, essentially, that they have created for themselves. And then there's one other, there's one other thought here that... Um, this verse describes Jesus speaking to all the evil demons and spirits that he encountered in his life as a human. And this was kind of his, his uh, showing off that he was victorious. Uh, he went to preach to those spirits in their prison to say, see, God has vindicated me and shown that all that I was preaching and doing is from God. And, but whichever expl explanation we believe is the closest to the truth, 
Peter's point in, in describing this is that Jesus did suffer during his life on earth in, in a body like ours. There were, there were many people who mocked him and very few people at the time who believed him. But his resurrection from death into new life proved that he was right, that he was the son of God and that his message about love and peace and forgiveness and reconciliation was the true message. In fact, Peter paints the ultimate vindication, the, the, paints a picture of the ultimate vindication in that last verse, 22. Jesus has gone into heaven and is now at God's right hand with angels, authorities, and powers in submission to him. William Barclay, the uh, 19th, 20th century uh, Scottish pastor, puts it, Jesus went into heaven, meaning that there is nothing in earth and heaven outside of the empire of Christ. So Peter's main point in this whole section is that if we suffer because we are following Christ, his resurrection assures us that one day we will be vindicated for following him. It's his, Peter's way of trying to give encouragement in the midst of very difficult times for those who are following Christ. Personally, I find this message very important at this point in time. Uh, contrary to reporting from Fox News, Christians in the United States are not being persecuted. There is no war on Christmas. In fact, white evangelical Christians may have as much power and privilege now as they have ever had in the history of our country. They certainly benefited from the Trump years. So suffering, when I talk about suffering for Christ and that being an important message uh, now for us, it's not because I think in any sense that Christians are being persecuted simply for being Christians. I think it's a little bit different. I think that there are many of us who are uh, essentially in despair over what we see in our world, like Isaiah in that vision in the uh, Hebrew First Testament reading of look around and, and it just seems doom, doom, everywhere is doom and, and the sins of the, the world have have accumulated to such a point that the world cannot hold. I think many of us look at our, our world and, and see that it's not right. It's not what God wants for, for human beings, for the creation itself. That sense of, of hurt comes from a sense of a desire for justice and good in the world that comes from knowing the ways of God and for us specifically the ways of Jesus. So for those of us who are in despair because the poor and people of color continue to be the ones who suffer disproportionately in almost every way, for those of us who despair because wealthy white people can make billions of dollars and pay zero in taxes, while poor and low-income people can't even afford to buy the medicines they need to 
live healthy on a daily basis. For those of us who are in despair because God has taught us to love our neighbors, but we see our neighbors broken by unjust systems and evil leaders. For those of us who are finding it hard to keep doing what is necessary, keep doing the right work because our hearts are broken for all who suffer unjustly, Peter's words give us hope that one day we will be vindicated. Our experience will be like what Isaiah saw. He says, yes, that all around him, he sees doom. They're at one another's throats. Uh, again, earth is smashed to pieces. It staggers like a drunk, sways like a shack in high wind. It's piled up sins are too much for it. But then he writes, that's when God will call on the carpet those who have rebelled, like the rich man in Jesus's story or others that we see in our own stories. God will call them on the carpet. They'll be rounded up like prisoners in jail because God will begin to rule. Because God of the angel armies will take over, ruling from Mount Zion and Jerusalem, splendid and glorious before all its leaders. Christ's resurrection, again, assures us that suffering for following the ways of God will be vindicated. I know that many of us are tired of trying to stand up for what is right and what is true and feeling like it's going nowhere. But in addition to Peter's words, again, this story that Jesus tells us reminds us both of what is right and wrong and that the choices that we make have consequences that will be shown at some point. Again, this situation of the, the poor man and the rich man and Lazarus, the poor man, lying at his doorstep and simply wants the scraps from the rich man for his food, for dinner, and the rich man completely ignores him and blows him off, and then... When the rich man sees Lazarus actually enjoying uh, the, the consequences of his behavior in a good way, in a positive way, he says to Abraham, let him come and just give me a drop of water. This, this fire is so terrorizing. And then Father Abraham says, uh, He's consoled and you're tormented. Uh, let's see. I'm trying to find that line. Basically, he said, you got what you deserved while you were alive. You got the good things. But now, Lazarus is being vindicated for his doing the right thing and following after God. The choices that we make have eternal consequences. And so Moses, the prophets, Peter, and Jesus himself all tell us the same thing. It is often hard to do the right thing. And many in the world will laugh at our broken hearts and call us foolish. But one day, 
the resurrection of Jesus Christ assures us we will be vindicated. Thanks be to God.